0: The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of hosts and guests. The views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Memorial Health Care System, Joe DiMaggio's Children's
1: Hospital. Hello everyone, and thank you for joining us on Healthy Parenting, pitched by Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. My name is Jason Grant Enriquez, and I'm with always my co-host, Dr. LaTanya Benjamin.
2: Hi there, Jason. Hi, Dr. Benjamin. Hello everyone, and thank you for joining us today. Since the holidays are right around the corner, we've invited Rocio Garcia, a pediatric dietitian with Joe DiMaggio's Children's Hospital, to give our listeners tips for eating healthy during the holidays. Before we get to today's guest, we'll spend a few minutes during our coffee chat talking about how parents are preventing their children from getting type 2 diabetes and holiday, holiday health and safety tips.
1: That's very important, very important.
2: Yeah, and as you know, Jason, um, on November 14th of this year, we have World Diabetes Day. So in the past, type 2 diabetes was extremely rare in the youth, right? And so now we're seeing it to be a more common thing for young children, so we'll explore some of that.
1: But Dr. Benjamin, I thought that uh, diabetes was a genetic thing.
2: Well, you make an interesting point because diabetes comes in two forms. We have type 1 and type 2. So in essence, it leads to the end result where we have elevated glucose, the main fuel or source of sugar in our blood. And it's Mm -hmm. elevated. And if it's untreated or unchecked, it can cause a lot of serious medical consequences from blindness to renal disease, heart conditions. And so if you have type 1, it's usually diagnosed very early in life because your immune system, in essence, for these children are actually fighting their pancreas. Wow. Which is the organ um, that produces the cells that's responsible for producing insulin. Okay, and insulin is that key hormone that's going to take the blood, the, the sugar out of your blood, and drive it into our cells to provide the fuel that we need from our food and make everything in our bodies work well. Okay. So that's why we see that in young kids. Ah. <laughs> now, type 2 diabetes usually comes later in life. And that's because your pancreas is healthy. It's making its insulin. But for some reason after time, your body is actually not responding to the insulin very well. And, again, we end up with the same consequence whether you have type 1 or type 2 where you have this elevated sugar circling, circulating around in your body. So you make a great point that we should distinguish between the two types to realize why it's so important for us to be talking about type 2 in our kids. Wow. So yeah. that's an
1: acquired uh, – um, I don't uh, diagnosis? <laughs> there you go.
2: Um, yeah, in essence, in essence, it's something that we're going to see later in life. And so right. we don't really expect this in childhood because it's not an autoimmune phenomenon now, that like that type a, 1.
1: Is that uh, by diet? or
2: Diet definitely contributes, and so we're so going to learn a I lot. So I guess one of our
1: safety tips for holidays is a little bit less candy canes and chocolates.
2: <laughs> That's <Okay>. exactly <laughs> right. So you make a point that type 2 can be prevented just for what you're saying with food and diet modifications and so forth. But type 1, unfortunately, can't.
1: Wow. And we're going to get into this uh, much, much deeper. But before we move on, here's a word from our sponsor.
2: Patient and family-centric care. At Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital, it's the difference you notice. It's what you feel. It's how we care. And it's why we've been recognized as the world's first designated person-centered children's hospital by Plaintree. When it matters most, trust Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. Learn more at jdch.com care.
1: Welcome back. Before we get to today's special guest, let's bring in one of our producers, Bahati, to share what's making news in the parenting world, Bahadi.
2: Hello. Hi.
0: How are you guys doing today? Awesome.
1: Well, I'm upset because I can't have any more candy. Aww.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so uh, I want to bring in two topics. As you guys were discussing, uh, diabetes. Diabetes, actually November, is actually Diabetes Awareness Month. And I thought it would be a good topic to talk about Um, can parents prevent their children from getting type 2 diabetes? So as Dr. Benjamin mentioned, type 1 diabetes cannot be prevented. It's something that's genetic. It's something that um, a lot of uh, kids are born with, and unfortunately it cannot be uh, prevented. But when we talk about type 2 diabetes, um, that's type of diabetes that potentially can be prevented. So according to the CDC, uh approximately 40% of adults and 18% of kids aged 2 to 19 meet the clinical definition of obesity. And if you've read in the news, obesity is an
2: indicator of diabetes. So let's take a minute here and define what is obesity yes, for please. our listeners. So now if you're an adult, obesity is defined as a BMI or your body mass index, that's 30 or greater, Mm -hmm. okay? And if you're a child, however, we know that a child's body composition varies depending on the age and the sex, whether you're a boy or a girl. And so what we do is we base that more on the CDC's growth charts that are most commonly used indicator to measure the size and growth patterns of children and teens in the United States. So technically for a child, we use what we call a BMI for age. And so your obesity is defined if you are 95th or greater percentile compared to other children of the same age and sex. Hmm.
1: Yeah. But Dr. Benjamin, does the BMI uh, factor in, uh, if at all, muscle development? Uh, I only ask this because just recently my school uh, did the BMI for my youngest and they said, you know, he's obese, but he plays football, he's a beefy kid. He's not, uh, you know, fat but they say he's obese so does it take into consideration muscle mass by chance and is muscle heavier than, than fat that, that's a common thing I've heard
2: right exactly so a BMI is calculated by taking the individual's weight okay and so we use that in kilograms and we divide that by their height which is a meter squared so as a child is developing yes the sex um, and the age is going to influence their body composition and development stage and then we use that across peers to guide okay. because, exactly, a boy can't be compared necessarily to a girl, and and it's not a fair comparison because okay. of different stages
1: okay. so of I development. Pat Joey in the head. He's like, he said, <laughs> I'm obese, daddy. And I said, I said listen, son, you're beefy. Yeah. Get your hands up.
2: <laughs> we, try, we try as practitioners to move away from labeling people as obese. Mm-hmm. So, children actually have a little bit more of a window, so we call them overweight. Mm. So if they're in the 85th Mm -hmm. to the 95th percentile, then we'll say that they're overweight Mm. or at risk for obesity. Mm -hmm. But we try not to label them obese.
0: Mm. That's very good to know. Is it because you don't want to kind of give them the sense of that they're doing something
2: wrong or something's wrong with them? Right. You want to stay specific and you don't want to label these children too early in life or just kind of look at them without... Uh, subjectively, mm-hmm. you know, and just mm-hmm. kind of say, Oh, they look overweight, so they're mm-hmm. obese. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't mm-hmm. throw away those terms, throw around that terminology loosely. Okay, okay. Right.
0: So, in the news, and lots of research studies have been actually t- talking about this very topic in terms of youth being overweight and/or obesity, it's at an all-time high, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And when a child is becomes overweight or obese, they there's a huge risk factor in terms of them having a lifelong health problems, and one of those health problems uh, includes becoming or acquiring type 2 diabetes. So the question is, can parents prevent their kids from getting this specific type of diabetes? Um, and so that's the question. Can't Is it preventable? And yes, it is preventable um, through diet, Obviously, you want to make sure your kids eat a very healthy, well-balanced diet.
1: Nutrition is uh, very important.
0: Yes, most definitely. Lots of vegetables, lots of fruit. Um, also limiting your amount of sugar in the foods and beverages that...
1: The, you know, the processed foods. Yes, exactly. Salts.
0: Exactly. We know that we've done shows. Yes. <laughs> yes we talked yes, about we <laughs> the energy <laughs> drinks that kids drink, right? right? Having absolutely. 70 grams of sugar, which is absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But um, we know that kids drink a lot of sugar. Adults drink a lot of sugar. We drink a lot of sodas, a lot of high sweet high-fructose corn syrup-filled uh, juices. And so it's important to limit, uh, not cut out, but com- bl- limit the amount of foods and
2: beverages that are high in sugar.
1: Yeah, everything in moderation. I mean, right. That's perfect. And you,
2: and you make a great point that yeah. children are going to model what the parents are doing that's in the home. Right. And so we really have to get the pediatricians, and as our guests will speak about, a well-qualified dietitian, mm-hmm. to have a family you know, based program that's going to modify their behavior yes. and not just throw information at them. Right.
0: Exactly.
1: The parents lead by example. That's right. <laughs> <There> <laughs> you
0: go. And you also want to encourage your kids to stay active. Uh, as the holidays are upon us, a lot of people are going to be off uh, from school. Maybe some parents can take time off. So it's a great opportunity to go for walks, um, you know, go for hikes and do some things that are active. Stay active. You don't necessarily have to go to the gym and join a gym, but Being active, moving is key. Uh, And lastly, talk to your child's pediatrician or registered dietitian to determine their weight goals. And again, going back to what you mentioned, Dr. Benjamin, it's not about labeling kids. It's just about... Encouraging them and encouraging parents to do what's best for, for the family. Healthier lifestyle. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. So next up, uh, ho- holiday health and safety tips. So later on, we are going to be talking to uh, a pa- tra- pediatrician, uh, pediatric dietitian about specifically w- healthy foods during the holidays. But in general, the holidays brings a whole lot of activity.
1: Lots and lots of kids. <laughs> Lots
0: of candy shopping, shopping exactly. So, in general, we want to just make sure that people are aware of some general holiday health and safety tips. So, of course, it's that time of year to go shopping. You're going to be out and about, and you want to make sure you wash your hands. It seems really um, before you base in that candy jar, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, you want to make sure you wash your hands. Carry around that bacterial uh, antibacterial. uh, hand sanitizer with you. Also, food safety. Wash everything. A lot of people don't cook, but during the holidays, we love to cook. Love to cook turkey and vegetables and all kinds of things for our family. So it's important that food safety um, is high on our list because um, during the holidays, if we're cooking raw meats, we want to make sure that uh, we don't cross-contaminate, right?
1: So, Bahadi, you're saying I can't... <laughs> Stuff my turkey and then reach for my candy afterwards no. in my mouth. No, no. Well,
0: what you have to wash your hands before you do that. Okay.
2: You can do it, but you have to wash Understood. your hands. <laughs> Understood. We make a lot of food during the holidays, <laughs> yes. so you're gonna have a lot of leftovers. So oh actually my gosh. storing it is a good point, and make yes. sure that after a while, I don't know, put label dates. Yes. You really want to toss it. Yes. <laughs> if too yes. much time has passed. Exactly. I don't know if we have that much time to eat all this good food.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and of course, cooking your food to the right temperature. A lot of. times Sometimes um, when we cook foods, we want to make sure, especially when it comes to meat, that they're cooked to the right temperature. So having that thermometer. The that, meat thermometer? Yeah, exactly. That's
1: actually pretty fun. You just <laughs> stick it in there. You want to needle to go up. It's exactly. too high. It's too low.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Of course, traveling safe, safely. A lot of people love to travel during the holidays. I love to travel during the holidays. But sometimes I don't because there's just so much traffic. But if you do, wearing your seatbelt, obviously.
2: There's a lot of movement on the roadways. Yes. So. And, you know, with daylight savings time, it gets darker much yes, earlier. Exactly. I think that's a fantastic tip. Definitely. Um, and in colder climates, we
0: don't have to worry about that here. Well, there, is, that is, there is a cold front coming There is, in. A, cold <laughs> front. There is a cold front. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be
1: it,
2: like 50. Like, oh, no. 55. I <laughs>
1: have my was. bubble jacket ready. <laughs>
0: But for people who live in really cold climates, you want to make sure that you keep some blankets maybe in your car because you never know if your car might break down. Uh, That happens a lot when the temperature drops and your car may not be up to snuff and you could be stuck on the road for hours and you want to make sure you have some warm clothing and blankets. And of course, non-perishable food in that same situation. Um, and like we just said before, keep moving. Just because you're on break and you're relaxing doesn't mean you should stop moving.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so turn, look, turn to your like maybe your local uh, workout station. Just the do shopping jacks. count. Well, how, much, how fast you're clicking? <laughs> I think
2: so. I think <laughs> so. Depends <laughs> where the sales are. Oh. <laughs>
1: You see, Doctor Benjamin, power walking at, at your local mall.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon, to healthy parenting. Um, I'll and okay. I'll grab all the kids behind me to follow. Come that's on, kids. Right, so that's right. That's right. But
0: you can walk in the mall. I mean, a ton of people use the mall to actually walk and exercise.
1: Walking with purpose.
0: That's right.
1: There you go. That's right. Ah, ah, our, our new tagline <laughs> <laughs> for, for the holidays: hey, the Walk hacks. with purpose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, the holidays also is a time for drinking alcohol. In moderation, like you said, Jason, in moderation. It's all good, but you must drink responsibly. Absolutely, very important. And you also want to eat moderately, going back to that balance balancing your alcohol intake, balancing your food intake with the traditional um, stuffing and dressing and candied yams, but you also want to make sure. Okay,
1: how I'll tone down the candy. <laughs> I won't have this much this year. Don't I get it. Water. Don't forget water.
2: Right. <laughs> don't forget water. Thank okay. you. Please. Especially if down. you're moving and yes. grooving and exercising and walking with a purpose. Yes. yes.
0: Moving and grooving. Stay honey. hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> And you also want to indulge for a day, not a season.
2: What? Yes. What? Exactly.
0: (laughs) You mean it's just a single day? I know, right? (laughs) Oftentimes we're like, okay, for the next week, I'm going to pig out because it's the holidays and that's what you do. But again, going back to moderation, it's it's a treat. It's something you do for a day, not a season. And of course, lastly, watching your kids like
2: a hawk. That's important. Yes, yes.
0: yes a lot of um, toys with Christmas have these little small batteries. They have small parts. A lot of hard candy is lying around and a lot of alcohol
2: is out. So you <laughs> want to
0: make sure yeah. that you watch your kids oh, closely. A and a lot
2: of movement because you have people in town and visitors and yes. so many People in the home that they're entertaining and really busy getting
1: and the routine goes out the door and you gotta you gotta balance it. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And so
2: kids are you know not necessarily watched with an eagle eye. Yes, exactly. This was fantastic tips. Great discussion. I'm ready for
1: the holidays. What do you guys think? (laughs)
2: I'm ready too. Great discussion. Before we get to today's guest, here's a word from our sponsor.
0: For eight years, thousands have been united by one cause. To support Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital at its annual Tour de Broward event, funds benefit the entire hospital. You can ride, run, walk, have fun with your family in the Power of Play Kids Zone, or simply donate to the 2018 Tour de Broward being held on February 25. Visit tourdebroward.com to register and help make a difference.
2: Thank you again for joining us on the Healthy Parenting Podcast. I'd like to welcome today's guest, Rocio Garcia. Hi, hey, welcome. welcome. Hi, welcome. We're so glad to have you. I'm glad to be here. So please tell us a little bit more what you do here at the hospital as a pediatric
3: dietitian. So right now, um, I work with pre and post transplant kids as well as a cardiac um, ICL. Okay. So I see all the cardiac babies as well.
2: That's an important, important, important role you have here. So we're talking today about tips for eating healthy during the holidays. Tell us, when the holiday time rolls around, what diet trends do you start seeing?
3: Well, actually, the diet trend that I see is skipping meals. Really? A lot of people, yes. Really? Really? Kind of, makes sense. kind of makes sense. Well, I mean, yeah,
2: if you
1: want to binge eat later. Exactly. Oh.
3: <laughs> it's <laughs> not that they're eating less, they're just saving all the calories and for, for that later. later meal. And because we have a lot of um, events and get togethers with friends and family, not just the day of the holiday, but even before, because we know that we're going to go out or that we have a friend's giving or anything like that, that people tend to skip. Or not eat the whole day to binge eat at that meal.
1: Oh yes, yes, I've.
3: I could kind of see how that happens.
1: Yes,
2: but you know what m- foils the plan when you're at work, right? You yeah. get all the cookies and the cakes <laughs> and <laughs> everything so coming, and then you're like binge, binge, binge. Exactly, <laughs> it's binging all. So around. yes,
3: um, then and of course the other thing is that because we're so busy with. Shopping and cooking, then we put the exercise to the side, which is before what you know the recommendation to continue to exercise is very important because we continue, we tend to not do it, and it's important because that's also our time to relax and to disconnect, right? So then, like. She was mentioning before, because we live in South Florida with good weather all year round, we don't necessarily need to pay a gym membership. Right. We have access to parks. We can just go for a walk. If you have a pool, the weather is warm normally. <laughs> Not yes, today, normally. but normally. <laughs> um, go for a swim. Whatever is available, that is it's free. You don't have to pay for anything.
2: That's Very a true. really good
1: point. That that's <laughs> really true. So what you're saying is basically uh, don't binge eat, eat and, uh, if possible, don't save your workouts for after New years. So, exactly. So still keep active <laughs> so at least it's uh, <laughs> your New Year's resolution is not that bad, right?
2: Yeah. Okay. But I can see, you know, people are bustling and running around holiday shopping and so forth. And it's so easy to go through, you know, drive through and get mm-hmm. a fast meal. You know, you're hungry. Your kids are with you. There's so much chaos and things going on. Yeah.
3: So, so planning. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. So sorry, interrupt, but planning takes pl- it helps, right? Okay. So if you plan your meals ahead of time, you can always carry snacks with you like nuts and you can carry fruit. So you can snack on that. You can also pack a meal, pack a sandwich, something that will last or hold. Mm-hmm. Um, just that like we pack our kids' lunch, just right. we can pack our own lunch, on so, the that we have, yeah, exact, so that we have exactly so we have something available that is going to be healthy for us, and it's not we're not going to give into the temptation of going through the drive-through. Exactly. Cool. So you
1: see, I actually do portion controlling. I have uh, just uh, many different containers in my box mm-hmm. throughout, and I eat on the hour, on the uh, on the hour, every hour, just something small, real quick, so I don't have those cravings. Is that am I doing it the right way or? Would you say?
3: Well, it depends. For some people, the the eating every two to three hours works. For some people, eating three meals works. So not everybody's made the same. Right. But it uh, at least having the three meals a day will work. But I wish d- I was made <laughs> <laughs> to eat it, every hour on
1: that hour. Every Sunday, <laughs> every Sunday, I was. I have <laughs> thirty, forty of these, and I prepack everything. I love every it. Every Sunday, I, I just love put it. Put it. in my bag. And I'm there. Makes sense. Yeah. Jason, what are you doing? Mm. Real quick. Yeah. Eating.
2: Yeah, makes sense. Because usually around the holidays we think that's our time to take a break from eating you know, from eating healthy food all the time. Like, Mm -hmm.
3: please can you tell us (laughs) is
2: there a chance that we could have a day of
3: But you can enjoy as just like Jason was saying, portion control. So you can enjoy your holiday meal, of course, by all means. And we, we there are a lot of foods that we only eat that one time of the year, right. right? I don't think anybody eats roasted turkey every uh, you know or stuffed turkey or stuffing and things cranberry like that.
1: Cranberry sauce. Right? So, <laughs> so much cranberry <laughs> sauce because it's sweet.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, that's your, so portion control. So you that's eat all point. your favorite foods but a little sweet bit. Season. Right?
1: What is the most surprisingly bad thing that you I uh, would hear uh, people eat during the holidays? Bad? Bad. Surprisingly bad.
3: You know. There's not really one food to be honest mm-hmm. that I have found people to re to report mm-hmm. this is all it, I think it's cultural as oh, well so it true. would depend on the culture some cultures eat pig and they'll eat I don't know pigs ears and things like that that are high in fat right, mm-hmm. right yeah, but right. it's I think it's more cultural than overall
2: right so give us some specific tips on how we can take holiday meals and Kind of skew it a little healthier for Mm -hmm. families. For example, green beans. I think you were Mm -hmm. giving us an example earlier.
3: Yes. So with green beans, you can roast them in the oven with some olive oil, with some sea salt or just plain salt. You can even put the sugar almonds on them, but avoiding the creamy soup or the creamy sauce in them, right? Um, Turkey is great. And the stuffing is even not that bad as long as we don't add that like, we use healthy oils to prepare it to prepare it. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing when we're roasting the, the turkey using healthy ingredients, not using lard or a lot of butter, right right Maybe. right. So um, that's
2: a silver lining. Well, yes. We can do yes. it. We can, can do it. We can. We can. Healthy.
1: Yes, we and can. And even,
3: like, sweet potatoes are great. They're even healthier than potatoes, but as long as we don't add the marshmallows and all the sugar, right? What? They're good, right. The marshmallows, <laughs> the cinnamon,
2: you know what? the brown sugar. <laughs> oh,
3: tell us, as a yeah. dietitian, tell me about brown
2: sugar. Is that okay?
3: Please well, say yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is better than white sugar, but all sugar is sugar. Okay. Right? So you still point. have to portion control. Yeah. Um, it is better in the sense that because it's not refined, it's gonna sweeten more than white sugar, so you're gonna use less, Okay, but you still have to watch how much you use. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: It's funny you mention sugar, because um, there was a, a phrase said to me that, whether it's an apple or it's a candy bar, sugar is sugar, the difference is, is what kind of nutrition value it is. It is that true?
3: Not necessarily, because when you eat an apple, the apple has fiber and it has other nutrients in it, which is not going to raise your sugar, like a piece of candy well, that has absolutely nothing but sugar. No right?
2: nutritional value. No. no nutritional
3: value. So it's not only the nutritional value per se, vitamins and, and fiber, but it's also the component. So the fiber prevents the sugar from picking up while a candy bar that has no fiber will just... Sugar spikes. Sugar spikes. Sugar exactly. spikes. And then and the insulin...
2: Which we were talking about exactly. with yes. diabetes. Yeah. Yes. We don't want that for sure. So... Yes. You make a good point. So portion control... And we need to know how to resist overeating, though. You know, you're around family, you're talking. Um, if you start with libations and drinking, you know, you may, you know, I think that's when people get loosey-goosey mm-hmm. and they take in more and they give themselves a break because they're like, hey, it's a holidays, let's be festive. Do
3: you have any mm-hmm. tips on that? How do we resist overeating? <laughs> well, limiting alcohol intake is number one because... Alcohol does lower our what do you say? inhibition? So like inhibition, mm-hmm. exactly. So we are it lowers our ability to make good judgment and when it comes to food we're gonna be more hungry and we're not gonna have that filter of like this is enough. I can't I should not be eating anymore, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Um, but it is okay if you overdo it one day. Like you were saying before, right? The holiday is really one day, not three months yes. <laughs> or two or three weeks. So it is, Im- it's important because we also need to live and we need to enjoy. Right. So we, we can't be thinking about what we're eating all the time, but at least maybe that one day and the next day we go, okay, no more. Right?
2: Well, usually the next day I'm still in a coma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Day, so that's phase. easy. I can, ah. sleep through.
3: I can sleep through With the no next idea. day on a zero <laughs> calorie <laughs>
2: and then end up binging, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. So we've, you know, I think I think us parents, we're, we feel good, ready to tackle the holidays. But how do we now uh, tell our children why it's important for them to maintain a healthy diet during the holidays? What would you say the parents would tell their kids?
3: Well, to, to tell them, with a little kid, you can't really explain much nutrition because they don't understand. Maybe if you put it at their level, like it's going to make your muscles grow for little boys and for little girls, like it's going to help your hair look pretty or things like that. Um, but it's basically just leading by example. So if you want your kids to eat healthy, you have to eat healthy yourself. You can't be the parent that does not eat vegetables and expects the kids to eat vegetables because they don't see you eating. So they're going to say, no, why me and not you? So in that sense, if, they, if you have... We, and we tend to see this in families that eat very healthy, the children eat very healthy and they are willing to try vegetables. In families that don't eat vegetables the children will be Resistance. resistant to try. And even if they get offered in school, they won't They won't choose it because they don't see it at home. That's
2: not part of their diet. Yeah. Yeah. That's yes. a good point, but I can't imagine the holidays are the time to start trying to introduce vegetables yeah. and a well-balanced <laughs> right. diet. So yeah. I think the idea is for parents to really try and model this behavior all year oh. round and not necessarily flux and change around exactly. the holidays but have this well-balanced diet Year round.
3: Exactly. Exactly. So yes, because like you were mentioning before, we're seeing a trend in obesity, and yes, we don't want to k- call kids obese, um, but we're seeing a trend that kids are getting, are, are um, how do you want to say it, um, gaining more weight compared to children. Just a generation ago. No. Just a generation ago. It's exactly. amazing. It's crazy. Yeah. And and that's because I think it's a it's a combination. We are always always so busy as well that it's just easier to feed something that is quick to make, a frozen meal, or just fast food going through the drive through to get them something to eat. And that those foods are not nutritious and right. they have a lot of calories and a lot of sodium. So we're not really feeding them, we're just kinda like um, you know, how do you wanna call it? I like
1: I you throwing throwing anything throwing at them. Anything. What we
3: we can yeah, do? So, uh-huh. and it's not and it's not to pinpoint or to blame anyone. Of I think not. it's just lack of education and lack of time. A lot of times right. we don't, you know, we have to take the time. it's also a lot of time management. Time management. Exactly. Self control,
1: portion control, and uh, you know, keep a lockdown on your plate and your child's plate. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's excellent.
2: Yeah. So this was very, very informative and very helpful for us. And I think probably that's why we love the holidays so much. It's a time where people are actually taking the time to slow down and cook these really interesting recipes and desserts and in a context of family gathering. And it's really fun to have well-prepared meals. And so thank you for sharing things that we can do it right, right, with our sweet potatoes, our healthy turkeys. Um, our green beans and introduce vegetables that they're familiar with year round and just make yes, it on and the and Get them version. involved.
3: Get them involved in cooking. Right. They, they will be more willing to try something that they've pre- helped prepare. Oh, yeah. Thank you right. so
1: much. That was very Come excellent, excellent news. And thank you for listening uh, to the Healthy Parenting Podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, share with others, and visit the Joe DiMaggio's Facebook fan page.